We are on. Eman, welcome to the podcast. How are you, Dan? I'm good. I'm good. So, I like to start the podcast off a lot of the time with a bit of a brief history. Uh, we can extend back to school or whenever you first got into sport, let's say. Majority of people are eventually got into sport or training, uh, especially trainers at UHP. So, I guess... Go as far back as you remember with sports, let's say, and then we'll bring up to current space now. Okay, so with sport, mm. I guess, yeah, been playing sports since primary school. I um, guess it started off with uh, with cricket and with soccer. Yep. So cricket in the summer, soccer in the winter. Started off in primary, and then as I got into high school, so U7, I then started playing more basketball. Um, yeah, and then from there, it's just been pretty much straight basketball. Um, stopped playing cricket, stopped playing soccer, um, focused on basketball just as a sport throughout high school and then continuing playing that at the moment. So how long did you play cricket for and uh, soccer? And what made you stop? Um, so that would be through primary, I'd say, yeah, probably five years. Five years. Um, what made me stop? Uh, I don't know. Got, yeah, it got pretty boring. And I guess I wasn't the best at those sports. So, yeah, so I guess that's why I stopped. Were you good at basketball? I've seen you play. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I had the height. So, um, yeah, in U7, started playing that. Got the height for it. So then, yeah, just started, just, just fell, in love for, um, fell in love with it from there. And then just, yeah, just kept playing since then. So do you feel like... You had your growth spurt and then you were taller than a lot of people at school? Yeah, I think I was uh, taller than a lot of people all throughout growing up. Like, not hugely taller than everyone, but at least a bit taller. Yeah. Okay. And then year seven, was that Hornet straight away? Uh, was it school? Was it? Yeah, so actually um, Vince introduced me to it basketball because we both went to the same primary school. So in year six is when it actually started so year six um he was playing it and then i just started playing with him and then he yeah. trained from uhp as well yeah that's right so then we both yeah so we went to the same primary and then we both went to the same high school as well so then from primary to high school i then transitioned over and then yeah i just kept playing it from there what high school did you get so i went to st mark's catholic college it's in san hope gardens is st mark oh yeah i know where st mark's is and vincent there as well yeah oh I learn more information every podcast. <laughs> so did you play at school or was it a Hornets thing the whole way through? Um, yeah, so it started off just playing local competition at Hills. And then yeah, with, with the school teams, then started playing with the school teams. But yeah, it was mainly with the Hornets. And then I think I started playing representative, I think year nine. So that was under 16s. That was my first time playing representative. Um, yeah, so I played... Representative under 16, two years, and then under 18, two years, so four years altogether. Oh, wow. How, what's the difference between rep and like normal social hornets? Yeah, just the intensity, the skill, um, training, a lot more training, um, a lot more traveling, going to different, um, different cities that I would not have gone to if I didn't play basketball. So, like, just Newcastle, Canberra. Just um, Wollongong, Sutherland, 
different places that I wouldn't have gone to without basketball. Like even my parents say that to me as well. Like I've taken them to places just because I've been playing basketball like that they wouldn't have gone to it themselves. Yeah. So yeah, pretty good. But then, yeah, just after year 12, like um, I guess, I don't know, I didn't really, I didn't, uh, the travel just became a bit too much. And then I don't know like if I was going to make it to like, like yeah, NBL or like professional. So I stopped playing representative after that, but still love the game, still play. Still trying to play at a high level. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you play. Sweat <laughs> like crazy. Always go hard. That's without playing. Sweat without sweat like crazy. Oh really? Yeah. Natural sweater. Uh, yeah, I sweat very easily. Um, yeah, that's why I prefer the cold over the heat. Yeah, and so you're playing this season again as yep. well. Yep. So how many years outside rep? Have you been playing and has it always been for that same team? Um, so local competition, uh, like, um, no, nah, it's not always been the same team, um, different people. You know, we just play with your friends when it's local competition and we just get a group of friends and we start playing. So with the current group of friends, like most of them from high school, so we've been playing together for like five years. So it's been pretty good. Like we've been staying as a like close group and we're pretty consistent in that sense. And then like, there's always like one or, pers- one, one or two people that drop out and then a few other people that dro- um, come in. It's so like MJ, um, he's come in and then we all know them from like the other schools we used to verse at school. So St. Mark's, we used to verse their school, which is called St. Andrews. So just pretty much another suburb over. Yeah, so we know them from those schools and like we were always close in like that kind of community as well. So we knew each other from there. So yeah, it's been a pretty good group that we've got at the moment. Yeah. And then I guess what got you then at uni now, what got you then into your degree? Yeah, so, yeah, so with, um, so I'm going to be studying physiotherapy this year and what actually got me into pursuing that type of career was actually an injury that I had um, yeah, previously. So actually the first rep game that I ever had, so in the regular season, um, I actually um, injured my elbow, so I fractured my elbow here. Oh, what's that scar there? Yeah, so I fell over, I got tripped over and then fell right on it, dislocated, fractured. Elbow? Yeah. So Never heard of that. Yeah, I tripped and then, yeah, because I was trying to cut through two people and like I tripped over someone's leg and I fell right onto it. And then, yeah, popped out of place. Um, what was a popped out elbow like? Oh, yeah. You can't extend or? Could, no, I couldn't do anything. Or you're hyperextended and you can't flex. No, so dislocated dislocated it and then was fractured so like yeah it was just stuck there it was swollen and um yeah so that was i was out for three months with that injury and then um during the recovery process just like seeing how the physio was going through the recovery getting that range of motion back um the tools that he was using the massage techniques yeah that just i think i got interested in that from there and then yeah i think that was like the underlying reason that i've pursued um what i'm trying to do at the moment so that looks like a big scar. Yeah. Did you have surgery? Yeah. Surgery, there was um, I think two nails in there as well. Still? I think, yeah, I think it's dissolvable nails. So, yeah, they were took it out. And even the stitches as well. I think it's dissolvable stitches. Wow. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard about an injury like that. Yeah, that was about, yeah, six, six, seven, oh, 2014. It's 2014. So, yeah, nearly 10 years ago. So how long were you out for with that injury? So that was 
Three months, yeah. Three months. And then you were back after three months? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I was back after three months. That seems like a pretty fast turnaround. Yeah, at the time it didn't for me. But oh, you're like, oh man, I can't wait yeah. to get out. But yeah, looking back on it, it actually wasn't yeah too too long of a recovery. Like, yeah, yeah. Like ACL, or that'd be a bit longer, right? Yeah, for sure. Change of direction. Yeah. At least that one you can, if you need to, sort of keep the weight off it. Right. Whereas the knee, you're bounding down on that thing yeah. all day, or the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And have you had, I guess, extending further into that, how has that process been in terms of, so you've done your undergrad, what's that? Yeah, so done my undergrad in our sport and exercise science. Yep. And then now there's another... Yeah, so now I've done that, so I'm now moving into our Masters of Physiotherapy, which I'll be starting this year. And that's at? That's at University of Sydney. And that's where you did your... Undergrad, undergrad as well? Correct. Yeah. I thought they only do that at um, ACU. The Sport and Exercise Science? Yeah. Uh, I think they do that at multiple universities, even UTS does okay. it, is there as well. I think Vince does his, uh, he did his at UTS. Okay. So then, do you ever, like, from, other than that injury, has there been any other injuries? Yeah, thankfully, I've been pretty blessed with injuries. Haven't had many other injuries. Um, just ankle sprains, which is pretty common in basketball. But yep. even that itself, I've probably only sprained it three or four times. Well, is that just from rolling the ankle? Yeah, just rolling the ankle. No ligament damage, no, like, yeah, no fractures. Just swelling? Yeah, just swelling. Nothing else with the knee, thankfully. And, yeah, no other, no other major injuries besides that elbow freak accident. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bit of a freak accident, huh? Hey? Yeah, 100%. Because have, have you fallen on it since and then it's be okay, been okay or...? Yeah, um, like, yeah, falling down onto the floor, but of course not landing in that exact same motion, but, yeah, falling with your elbows. Are you careful with it now? Like, oh, At the start I was, but now, no, nah, don't, don't even think about it. Like, okay. Kind of, yeah, that's over 10 years, oh, nearly 10 years ago, so, yeah. yeah, definitely at the start when I was returning, like, I used to wear, like, a um, like a shooting sleeve. Yeah. Try to get some padding on there, like, just in case. Um, yeah, just being cautious around it. And yeah, at that time I wasn't lifting as well. So when I was first playing basketball, yeah, very skinny, um, wasn't lifting at all. So didn't have any of that knowledge there, so yeah, especially when it was swelling, like it looked like a balloon. Yeah. Just covered over bones. <laughs> Did you say it was just covering up the bones? Yeah, it just looked like a balloon covering bones. Like, oh, I have photos, like it honestly looks like that. Oh, that's funny. So I guess that's a, uh, another topic to dive into is how do you or I guess this would be of interest to you, training for sports, let's say. So do you, what's your training encompass at the moment? Is it for sport? Is it for hypertrophy? Is it for strength? Is it all the above? Is it just for basketball? Like, let us know. Yeah, so with my training currently, um, previously it was just for hypertrophy. So I was very skinny when I started training. So just for hypertrophy, putting that mass. Um, but more recently, uh, I would say over maybe six to 12 months, most recent six to 12 months, I've been doing more sport um, specific exercises, especially for basketball. So yeah, sport specific exercises and sport specific exercises that would help with preventing injuries. So for example, just like taking different muscles that you wouldn't normally account for, um, just with hypertrophy training, like the hip flexor or the tibialis, so that's your shin muscle, 
and the muscle um above your hip, like those move um those like with the tibialis, um when doing those exercises, like the most recent time that I sprained my ankle, um because I was doing those tibialis exercises for my ankle, like I was able to return to the court like within a week. Okay. Yeah. So doing those exercises, like even like when I did sprain my ankle, although it was bad, like it wasn't as bad that it could as it could have been. So I've seen. I've seen that since then. Like I sprained it before I started doing those exercises, like the tibialis ex- exercise. Yep. And then that I was out for maybe two, three weeks. So it wasn't very severe, but it was still a bit of a sprain. And then I sprained it again pretty recent after that in like pretty much the exact same manner. And at that time I was back within a week. Like within three days I was able to start jumping, start running. And yeah, I, j- I would attribute it to those type of exercises. So like, yeah, now I'm taking more of a focus on those type of exercises. Um, and preventing injuries, range of motion, changing, um, sorry, I'm um, training your muscles in different ranges of motion just to prepare yourself for those type of movements on the court. So there was a before and after basically in terms of like, so how long did it take before? Like say when you first did your, first sprained your ankle, how long did it take to return? Um, probably the f- so I probably sprained it over like yeah, four times I've been playing. So the first time ever, it's probably out, Maybe yeah, maybe four weeks. Oh, four weeks. Maybe three, three to four weeks. So it's almost like a third of snapping your elbow. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but then again, I didn't have much knowledge about sports specific ex- um, sports specific exercises. I was just yeah. doing hypertrophy training, and then yeah, like, and then the most recent two times, um, yeah, I could see that difference. Like first, most um, most recent time, rec- um, returned back within a week. And just before that, it took like two to three weeks. And then, yeah, after they're doing those exercises. Mm. So I'm trying to think, is, do you reckon it doesn't sprain as bad because the muscles are stronger? Or because the muscles are stronger, when it sprains, it's still more stable? Like, what's your take on it? I think it's a bit of both. So, yeah, because you're, because you're training in those type of motions, like you wouldn't normally train your shin muscles and those plantar flexion, dorsiflexion, yeah. um, with weight, with resistance, because, you're, because your ankle is now used to those type of um, resistance and then so then when it does occur and you do sprain it I believe that yeah, your muscles are more prepared for it so in case it does happen and then then and then when you, once you start doing those exercises again like even after I sprained it I started doing those movements the plantar flexion dorsiflexion for, for my recovery and recovering pretty quick yeah and that, is that the same thing for the hips as well? Uh, the hips is more so I was just doing those more so for unlocking a bit more mobility and speed so like those hip flexor muscles, like I didn't realize like when you start the running motion, how your hip um, extends up. So just yeah, working on those muscles, getting those hip flex muscles um, stronger. Yeah, just just some of the other exercises I've been doing recently. Okay, and do you have do you ever find that this is another thing I've been thinking with a lot of sports people overall? Let's say like I'd say even people that are doing rep, there's training but then there's training that's going to be more specific to one your sport but then two rather than it just being all right i'm going to build muscle yes everyone knows it having more muscle more stable stronger whatnot but do you think that there's a lot of people out there that play higher level sport that don't actually know how to train for their sport for their sport like overall like say if someone's a soccer player Mm. i think most soccer players know oh yeah if you go to the gym it sort of helps you out right but specifically knowing what they should be doing for their sport rather than just 
bodybuilder movements. Right. Do you think there's a lot of people in that sort of position? Yeah, I believe so. Just education, I guess. Education around like the movements for their sport and what type of muscle to target and what type of movements cause could, um, could replicate what could happen in the game, those type of movement patterns. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Because you would know a lot of people in sports now, hey? Yeah. At least basketballers, yeah, soccer right. players, cricket right. players. Right, yeah. And do you ever find that, or do you ever see them in the gym and they're not necessarily doing, it's not sports specific, let's say? Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I do also understand that because trying to build that hypertrophy first, trying to build that muscle mass and that strength is also foundational yeah. in getting started. So I can understand it in that aspect. But I think, yeah, once you build that foundation and that strength, just also supplementing it with those sport-specific exercises would be beneficial in, like, taking advantage of their sport. So say, for example, basketball, what would be the main attributes or the main supplementary exercises? Um, I'll say that tibialis anterior movement just because ankle sprains are very common in basketball. So just strengthening those ankles and that also increases your range of motion with your ankle so that you don't feeling stiff. Um, Say that also just with the knee itself, like I've been doing this recently as well because I've been feeling a bit of left quad tendon pain. So just above my knee, um, I feel when I squat. Like um, patella? Yeah, just above the patella. So not the patella tendon, but the quad tendon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so just above it. Um, Yeah, I've been feeling a bit of pain when I squat heavy. I feel like I'm putting a bit more weight on my left side than my right side because I'm left-footed. Yeah. So that could be a possibility. So I've been doing... um, like isometric holds with the left quad tendon, just with a bit of knee flexion, try to strengthen those type of muscles. Um, yeah, so that would be another one for basketball players in particular. Because they always start, stop, right? Correct. And um, yeah, when they jump and they land, it's a lot of force and a lot of impact Yeah, on the court. So there's, I guess, parts of the training that talk about, or that we're talking about, injury prevention. Is there a performance side of things as well that even if you're not or not not worried, but yes, there's an injury side of things, yeah. and then on the performance side of things, right. what sort of exercises do you reckon? Right. So I guess just for jumping for basketball, box jumps, weighted box jumps, um, yeah, building that range of motion, whether it be through pull squats or goblet squats, just those, yeah, just exposing your body a bit more to different ranges of motion. Um, that it may not have been introduced to you before, just building that strength in those type of ways. And then, um, yeah, those would be the main ones just for the jumping aspect of basketball. And how much of a difference do you reckon it makes? Like, say, for example, there's some genetic freak yeah. and they're really good at basketball, right? Yeah. If that genetic freak then went into the gym, built up strength, built up power, built up hypertrophy, foundational strength, went sports-specific and did exercises... What sort of difference do you reckon that makes? Like, is it a large impact or is it like, all right, yeah, I can sort of notice it? No, definitely be a big advantage. You'll be able to see that um, just through athleticism. And then, yeah, if they're putting in the work for the skill side of the sport as well, yeah, definitely give you that advantage even further. So if you already have the skill for that sport, then if you um, develop that, those attributes for your physical um, capabilities, um, it'll push that advantage even further. In the competition Did you find that as well? Um, in what aspect? Like 
So you you were at a period of time where you weren't training or weren't doing, say, um, right. weight training, resistance training, right. all the above. Right. And then the comparison, like tibialis, did you find any comparison there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, with the tibialis, of course, injury prevention and that range of motion, um, also just gives you confidence, uh, just to go out there and not think about it. Um, yeah, and then with the hypertrophy and building that strength, like getting started with resistance training, um, of course you're going to notice that in your physique and your muscle mass, but also just holding your holding your ground, holding your own, just having that confidence. You know, Vince said the same thing, and um, Michael said the same thing as well. Right. So, what's your take on that? Like, is it an actual proper thing? Like, yeah, absolutely. You're you're banging you're banging on the court. So, getting rebounds, need to box out, mm. um, especially on defense. Got to stay in front of your person. So, um, yeah, just a slight nudge can push you over if you don't have that strength training, and then otherwise you can stand your ground. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, something about confidence and being able to go all in, just knowing like you're backing yourself. Yeah, that, and you're not going to get hurt, and you're like, it's not like you're going to get sore after it. Um, yeah. Do you reckon a lot of people sort of that don't strength train or like are a bit, uh, I got the skill mm. and I can get around people, but if right. I get knocked, right? Do you reckon there are people like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. But what do you think holds people back? Is it that knowledge, or is it more so the actual effort of going to the gym? From your experience, like I'm sure there's other people out there who don't train. Let's say right. Yeah, I'd say it's a bit of both. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a, bit of, it's a bit of both. Like, first comes education. And then once you know about it, you've then got to have that motivation to actually go do it. So it goes hand in hand. Um, yes, yeah, so I'd say it's a bit of both. So what's your... Moving on to your, say, future goals for basketball and training-related matters, what are you currently striving towards in terms of training, basketball... Anything related to sports? Yeah, just um, keep building a bit more strength. Um, what do you go through with Jose in the goal session? Oh, with Jose, I just, I just don't want to. Bring, oh, I just want to grow my legs. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, chicken legs. <laughs> so I just told him, I just want to grow my legs. Um, yeah, for so sports, or is it more like all right, aesthetically? I just want to proportion it. Yeah, that one's probably more for aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So then, with that, and then supplementing like the sports specific, uh, sports specific exercises, in supplement to that. So that will be my primary goal: just building that mass. Um, yeah, with sport, yeah, just again injury prevention, getting those structures slow, those joints in particular, just building the structures around your joints, the ligaments. Tendons, just strengthening those either with isometric or with isotonic, um, isotonic um, movements, whatever the case may be. Just yeah, just honestly injury prevention in that aspect. And getting it's stronger. a massive one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like if you're out for three months, yeah, is that like a whole sort of mini season for you guys, or like how long does a season go for? You're going back soon, or you're back? Oh, we're back. Yeah, so we're back. Um, yeah, it goes for around, I think, five months, five months a season. So it's like a winter comp and a summer comp. Um, I think they're both around, yeah, five months. So you could be out for over half the time if you have a big injury. Correct, yeah. Wow. And I guess your team, is your team climbing up in the ranks? Is that your main focus? or? Yeah, like it's just local competitions. I don't want to take it too serious, but I do like playing at a high level. 
Um, I'm probably the most serious guy on the in the team. So, are you? Yeah. Probably. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Um, You're the captain. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably take things a bit more serious than everyone else, which is fine. Like just local competition, it's not repetition. Um, it's not representative. It's not like a state level thing, but just like playing at a high level. So if you're you're devastated if you lose, hey. If it was, yeah, finals, yeah, I would say so, yeah, if it was finals. Well, I was there for your finals, and you guys won. That was pretty exciting. Yep. Wait, was that even a close match? It was at the start, hey. Did you come to both of the games? Or the first one, do you remember which one you came to? Was Sunday. It no, we play on Mondays. Oh, it wouldn't have been that day. No, I remember, you, I remember you were there. I remember you came. I think you came to both. I'm pretty sure you came to both. The first, the first finals we had was close, but the second one... It was a bit easier. Okay. I'm pretty sure you came to both. Yeah. Number one supporter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, what about the fitness component side of things? So, uh, yeah. there's another side of things where, it, yes, in the moment, like going for shot, defense, strength related, yeah. specifically sort of comes into play. Where does the cardiovascular side of things come in? Like, yeah. how does it disbenefit you if you don't have it? How does it benefit you if you have it? Yeah, that's a big one as well. Yeah, that's actually something that I would need to work on. That's actually one of my goals as well, that cardiovascular aspect. I um, don't think I'm terrible at it at the moment, but definitely um, just playing through fatigue or delaying that onset of fatigue. So you might have all the skill in the world. You might be able to shoot, you might be able to dunk, might be able to do whatever you can on the court. But as soon as that fatigue sets in, it's a different story. Like your capabilities drop down 10, 20, 30%, depending on your fatigue. Um, yeah, it's a difference between you putting in a bit more effort, running back on defense, or you giving up on the play. Yeah, that that um, endurance aspect is very big with any any sport, any sport. Oh yeah, yeah, most sports, and it's sort of I find it quite interesting because I'm I l- very much so enjoy the training side of things. Like if you broke up everything in its individual components, I love that sort of stuff. Like right. seeing the progression of cardio, seeing right. the progression of strength, seeing the progression of hypertrophy, stability, whatever it is. Mm. I don't necessarily play because, I don't know why, injury component, but in themselves, like as individual aspects, in the risk of injury is quite low, right? Right. When you go out and play, that's when the risk of injury uh, increases. Right. But your, what sort of work do you do specifically as a basketballer to improve your cardiovascular? Yeah, I don't do any specific cardiovascular exercises. Um besides just playing basketball for long periods of time. So, like, if I go for training, like, two two hours, I go train. I kind of use that as my endurance training, like, because I'm, I think of it as knocking out two birds, one stone. Like, I'm working on my skill with basketball and then I'm doing it over a long period of time. So, it's going through my endurance as well. Um, that's all I'm doing at the moment, yeah. So, you do that. Is it, does the team actually train or is that singular training? Yeah, so Kobe Bryant style. Oh no, yeah, that's just training for myself. Yeah, you know, like yeah, we all just train individually, like because it's just local competition. Um, there's now like team training. Yeah, where you're like yeah, back in representative, there used to be two days for training, two days for training, um, and then yeah, game on Sunday. And you still used to do like cardio bouts at training as well, not just straight skills, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, especially in preseason, preseasons where that endurance aspect comes in a lot. Um, yeah, I remember doing a lot of endurance training, suicide sprints, hill runs, 
um, yeah, different circuit courses, just building that endurance because, yeah, representative level, it's a lot more intensity, um, a lot more running. Yeah, so if you don't have that endurance, it'll be difficult to stay on the court. Yeah. And then playing into that even more, I guess the nutrition affects those variables, which if the variables are affected, it affects your ability to play on the court, right? Yeah. So skill is actually like a component of what makes you a good basketball player. That's right, yeah. Mm. That's right, yeah. It's not everything, but definitely, of course, it's going to be a huge part, like your skill level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely your nutrition, your strength, and then your endurance. Yeah, you hear about it all the time, right? The sports people wasn't the biggest, wasn't the highest vert, wasn't the fastest, but their ability to put in the work on the outside. Right. I guess what got them ahead, right? Yeah. Like what's an example of a basketball player that had that? Didn't necessarily have the skill, the natural, but... Yeah, I don't think like that will come to mind um, would be Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's like one of the shortest players in the NBA and he had a really good season with the Boston Celtics. He's five foot nine, so and he was averaging... I think he averaged 29 points that one season. So like a game, know, yeah, twenty nine points a game for that whole season, wow. or somewhere around that. It's like yeah, around twenty five to thirty. But um, yeah, that's one example that I can think of at the moment. Him having to overcome, of course, basketball is about height and getting. Um, yeah, a lot of players are obviously going to be tall, so him coming in below the average height and then still finding ways to score, be effective. Um, have that endurance, play defense, and yeah, make adjustments. That'll be an example I could think of. Yeah. So the only like, say, if there's two equally skill gifted people with height, hands, re- reach, whatever it is, right? Is that the only way to then differentiate or make that gap bigger? So you're talking about height, or you're talking about like their physical attributes? Like, let's say there's two people that are very similar in terms of like skill and their how they're built okay. basically yeah does that then mean that the only real way to either close in on someone that's better than you or get better than someone that's around about the same as you would be to do that stuff on the outside right yeah yeah of course yeah putting in that work having that motivation that determination and yeah just yeah just wanting it more wow see that to me is very interesting yeah it's always about effort, but yeah, everything you do, it's, all, it's always about how much you want it. Well, it's, you're doing more strength training now, aren't you? Yeah, I'd say so. So we'll be able to see the improvements on the court, right? Yeah, that's the plan, yeah. So specifically for you, what does boxed out mean, by the way? So I've heard that term three times now, and I'm like, all right, I've got to find out what it is. <laughs> so that's when you're, you know what a rebound is? Yeah. Okay. So when you're going for a rebound, um, because obviously the opposing player is going to be trying to get the rebound as well. So what you got to try to do is try to box them out. So basically what you can do is you can pretty much block them, like go in front of them and try to block them from getting the rebound. So at that point, you're like trying to hold them back. From so you can actually hold on into someone. No, so you can't hold them with your hands physically. It's like, like your, your bum, like yeah, your hips. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you pretty much put your bum into them and like you try to push them back without wrapping your arms or like pushing them 
So that's like boxing them out. So you box them out so like they can't get the rebound and then that way you or yeah. your teammate can grab the rebound instead. Uh, yeah, so yeah that's, that's makes you sense. you can then hold your ground. So if you get that strength, you can then hold your ground for that box out. I get what you mean. Yeah. Makes complete sense now. It's just two people trying to oppose each other. Yeah. The stronger one's going to win. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Well, what I guess in terms of memorable moments of basketball, you can include Vinci into any of these if, if you want, but... Or highest, um, highest shot count, most points scored. Do you have any memorable moments of that? Um, yeah, for sure. All the finals that we've won as local comp. It's just been fun, you know, just playing with the boys, playing with your mates is always fun. Um, any specifics? Massive three-pointer that you got from half court or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had one of those... Uh, back in one of our high school teams. Um, I think the most points I've scored in the game, I think, was 36. Um, other memorable moments. Um, yeah, during during reps, I think we won one of our comps in reps. That was fun. Those rep teams always been fun. Um, got to travel to Melbourne to play oh, yeah. with our rep team. So, like, yeah, just staying overnight with the team and stuff. That's... So they flew you out, or you guys? Oh no, we had to make, uh, we had to make our own way down there. So we just went with our families and just had a competition over there. And and that was just a weekend game, or was that like a finals thing? It was like a tournament that they were having. So like some teams from Sydney, some teams from Melbourne. They just had like a tournament in Melbourne. Semi pro. Nah. <laughs> No, not really. It was, it, it was fun, but it was a good experience. I forgot exactly what the tournament's called. But, um, yeah, and then I guess another good highlight was actually playing in Broken Hill. Like, yeah, I would never go out there if, if, I was, if it wasn't for basketball because that's like six – like the train ride there was 16 hours. And um, Is that in the middle of Australia? Yeah, it's close to the border of New South Wales. Okay. In the middle or at the top, but yeah, it was like sixteen hours to get there. Uh, yeah, that was another tournament that was there. So why do they want to play all the way out there? Now that one was for a tournament for the whole of New South Wales, and they played out in Broken Hill. Yeah, I think they choose like different venues like each year. Okay. So I think that was a venue that was chosen for that year. Um, yeah, it was a good experience as well. Wow. And is your like now that I think of it, your sort of uh, physio? degree that you're doing now yep. do you want to work with people in sports or is it more so you're wanting to work gen pop or what's the thought pattern yeah i think um the preference would be for uh, sport patients but i'm not too fast at the moment i guess maybe when i start starting to get more in detail i'll probably have a better idea but at the moment yeah gen pop sport clients i'm not too fast about that dislocated elbow like you'll know how to sort that out <laughs> Yeah, it was just yeah, it was good. Just learning those techniques, like, like my elbow had no range of motion at the start, and then just seeing him work on it and getting that range of motion all the way back, like, just interesting to me. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you're like, oh, there's no way this thing's gonna yeah, heal. Like, I just thought it was gonna be stuck there. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, like that's what that's what it felt like. Like obviously at the start, cause, like you got no range of motion after the surgery, and then after you take the cast off, like, yeah, I'm just stuck there. So that inspired you then to be like, sweet. Yeah, like, it was really interesting. And, um, yeah, I thought this could be something I could do down the line. Yeah. So I guess your 
Was there a bit of fear? Like you're like, oh man, I don't know if my elbow's going to be good again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Because I'm just thinking like, say for example, it'd be the same as someone, oh, if I can't lose weight, I haven't lost weight my whole life. Then they go, say, do PT. Right. Then all of a sudden they can lose weight. They're like, wow, I really enjoyed that process. Like, right. It was interesting to me. But I guess in your sense, you never had an injury like that before, right? No. And you're thinking, oh man, my elbow's never going to open again. Yeah. Do you remember the physio? Yeah. Don't remember his, his exact name, but it was in Stanhope as well, the medical center there. And how long did it take to rehab it? I think it was. I think it was between four to eight weeks. I think I went. I went to the physio between four to eight weeks. Okay, and then after eight weeks, bang, you're you're able to go basketball again. Um. Don't don't remember the exact time timeline, but I think after that, like yeah, just doing those um, banded exercises by myself, and then yeah, slowly getting back into it. Then you're all good after three months. Yeah, um, yeah, three months. So what's one? We'll go to last question. What's one bit of advice for someone that say playing basketball, potentially injured or potentially in a position where they're like, all right, I want to get better at the game. So two scenarios, one that's uh, injured and they don't know how they're going to get back to it and one that's sort of trying to improve their game and they're not sure of where to start. Right. Yeah, so with the injury, yeah, definitely that return to game um, back from injury is always going to be a tough process. Yeah, just, yeah, if you have guidance and you know how to take it and you know like a timeline or maybe like a step-by-step process as to what's required, um, number one, just give you like a bit of ease of mind. Um, you can see that there's a process and then you can just trust that process to get to the stage that you want to be, even if you don't believe that you can get there like at that moment. Yeah, so just having that guidance to get back to that retu- return to game. And then for someone that, not too sure like f- what what they can do for their sport specific exercises um yeah just for basketball in particular you're just taking a look at what movements you do so just just analyze yourself or just when you're watching basketball just see what movements they do you see like with the shooting they use a lot of wrist a lot of wrist motion the jumping you see that the knees the the ankles are being used a lot just identifying things that are being used that are under a lot of stress and then you can kind of get an idea as to what maybe need to be targeted to then help you with your performance. Is that what you did? Yeah, I'll say so that and also just education, just watching YouTube videos and um, yeah, just yeah, going through that and then like with my degree as well, just learning that in uni. Did you learn more in your degree than YouTube? For for the gym side of things and for like resistance training and for sports side of things, I'll definitely say YouTube. But for um, like more of the anatomy and for the um, for the health side, like your your different body systems, cardiovascular, your immune system, all that, I'll say I've learned more from uni. But yeah, on that, it's interesting how that works. Hey, yeah, experience is generally like number one when it comes to specific issues let's say yeah specific issues or specific training that you're wanting to do for basketball sport strength training coming back from injury like you would have learned more from getting injured yeah than from 
I assume uh, the university degree, hey? Yeah, yeah, experience is always king. So what's your, one last question actually. Yeah. Number one goal at the moment. Not have chicken legs. Not have chicken legs. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure. And we'll hear from you soon. Sweet. Amen. Appreciate it, Dan.